welcome back to the Humble Adventures podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with my brother, Noah Essig, and it is going to be Traveling with Family Part 2. I figured who better to have on than my own brother. So, Noah, welcome to the Humble Adventures podcast. How's it going? It's going pretty good. You should get a little closer to the microphone. Oh man. Scoot up here. Get on the stool. There's some rude words. Dude, please don't set that giant amount of coffee next to my computer. You fucking kidding me? Come on the floor. Yes. <laughs> I'd much rather ruin the carpet. One hundred percent. That's funny. Okay. So, for you avid listeners, last week I talked about uh, traveling with my family specifically and related it back to our latest trip to Siesta Key, Florida, and kind of what we do day to day. I have some questions for Noah today, and we're going to kind of branch out in terms of the topic of family travel overall. He has not received any of these questions, so it's all candid. It's all raw. All right. Here we go. First question. What's your favorite thing about traveling with your beloved family? Hearing you say the word raw. <laughs> Hearing me say the word raw. Okay. 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 But for real, what, what do you get? What do you get most out of family travel? Because you do a lot of, uh, you know, trips by yourself or with friends or yeah, I mean, I think the the main difference between traveling with family and traveling with strangers or friends, even, is that uh, there's so much you already know about the people you're going with that at times it it feels like you don't know you don't know if like you're gonna learn anything from a conversation. So you don't know when to become interested in listening. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was that was kind of the case for like the majority of the time that I was a kid. It's yeah, like for the most part, you're just like like you you think you know your family super well already. Yeah, and, and you really aren't going to glean anything new from talking about how much you love Disney World for the fifth time. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, there can definitely be that kind of mundanity in conversations that you really have to find like other ways to interest yourself with family vacation which honestly for for me being the child not the responsible one in yeah. family vacations uh that normally comes from from teasing and playing pranks and just being a nuisance in general because mm-hmm. it, it feels like uh if there isn't some kind of crisis happening it's not vacation right um well <laughs> so okay so the whole like like it what is your perception now that you're an adult versus when you we used to do family vacations way back when? I guess. Like, do you do you like them more now? I think do you, so. Yeah. You get more out of them now. I think I I get more out of them in terms of like I get more out of life in general as as I am older. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think I don't think it's necessarily like uh, I I I finally hit that. That peak level of family vacation, like, I, I have done enough of them 
to be able to be best at all of the rest ones that I'm yeah. gonna do. But uh, I think that like over time, um, if you go from taking plenty of family vacations as a kid to doing them as an adult, you really start to appreciate the value of like. A, the amount of time that you set aside for these types of vacations, like, if you're going to be on vacation for five days and you have working parents, like, that's pretty crazy to think yeah. about. Because, I am I mean, like, you hear, like, all the time that, like, work will just continue to get in your way the longer you are in adult life. Yeah. The more you are involved with the job you have, the less time you can spend on the rest of your life. Yeah. And so it's, like, pretty... It's pretty valuable to the kids to, to realize that, to realize that it's, like, a big deal. I mean, it's not like they're taking your summer vacation away. They're just trying to get a piece of it for themselves. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's true. Makes you want to be less of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Kind of a highlight there. Um, one of the things I brought up in the written version of this topic was especially as we've gotten older and spread out, I think I do have more of that appreciation for the meal times and just the, even just chilling, not talking, reading, doing whatever on these trips. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, like the meals of vacation are potentially my favorite part now. Okay. Okay. Like transitioning from, uh, living at home to living away in college, <laughs> the the, yeah. the level at which I appreciate home cooked meals is significantly higher. But then the meals that you get on vacation, like that's that's your parents spoiling themselves and you by proxy, and like yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Typically, don't ever end up with a bad meal. Right, and also, like, meals are the easiest time to have a conversation. Yeah. You're given your your, co- your topic of conversation every single time the waiter comes by. Yeah. Did they do a good job? <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's one of the most... Uh, the meals are one of those moments where you do find out those new random bits about your entire family, and especially now that we're more spread out, whether it's a story from college with you or something insane that happened at work with me. Um, it can really, there can be quite a bit of variety in it. All right, well, I'll jump on to the second question. And if our parents ever actually do end up listening to this or our sisters, I guess try not to insult them with your answer. Um, what do you think some of the difficulties of traveling with family are? Uh, first and foremost, the, the biggest difficulty of traveling with family is that, um, you go into this public space with your family and the variables are not laid out in front of you. Mm -hmm. You have so little preparedness as a kid in the family, I think when it comes to a crisis that breaks out. So, like, having two sisters, I'm just going to immediately do the thing. You just... (laughs) (laughs) Having two sisters, I mean, there's a period of time every month that just isn't great for them. Oh, God. (laughs) And it happens a lot on vacation where it's, like, something that they're dealing with and they just won't tell us. 
And so we find out after we've overstepped, after we've made a joke that we should have made, uh, or after, like, something happened where we're like, why are they being such a crazy sad sack? And mom and dad are like, come on, really? Come on. So it's like, there are things that you just can't control, but when you put it all together in a public space, it can be very volatile. And I think the worst example of that is, like, like driving from mm-hmm. A to B, when you sardine can six people into a car, and all of them seem to have some kind of weird car affliction other than you. Uh, Ethan, can't, Ethan can't sit in any seat but the front seat for a drive that lasts more than 45 minutes without getting crazy sick. Lydia gets crazy sick if she starts thinking about getting sick, so Ethan has to be sitting in that front seat so that she doesn't start thinking about getting sick. Madeline sleeps for the most part, but then she'll get, like, really weird, like, fits of, of like, car sickness sometimes. My mom doesn't necessarily get car sick, but she's reading all the time, which Lydia will probably see and then get sick from, so that becomes an issue. Oh, and mom also has to, you know, like, we had to stop every 30 minutes or so. And then my dad just... He just has a difficult time tolerating it after a while, which I totally respect. Road rage. Road rage. And it's like, you put everyone in there. It's like, even though it doesn't necessarily feel like you're in a public setting, you are in the sense that you can't just go to your rooms and cool off. You can't just, like, go back to your apartment or go back to your house to, like, let the situation kind of calm itself down. Like, you have to just just sit it out. You just got to keep going. No amount of volume on your headphones is going to prevent you from seeing the awkwardness in the car. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the uh, just travel in general can be the most difficult part of traveling with family. Right. Especially when we were younger and none of us had any experience of traveling by ourselves. And for our parents, they just had to command us through airport security yeah it was literally like like we had shoes on just dad or mom just rip the shoes off put them in the bucket and we just move along yeah and i mean even now like there are still moments where everyone kind of has a brain fart and it's like oh was this not supposed to be in my bag i mean like i've had that in the airport like i took a full nalgene through tsa and then like they said Either throw away the Nalgene full of water, or uh, we'll just take it from you. And I was like, I feel like those are the same option. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, I'm going to go ahead and just leave the terminal now and go and drink this and then come back. But, I mean, it can be a huge, like, that happens, but you're with somebody else. That person's not going to let that go. If it's your family, they're not going to let it go until you don't see them for a month. Yeah. True. Um, also, what what would you say, not just um, the traveling we do with our entire family, but maybe what are some of the difficulties of when you and I just go on our camping trips or when you, me, and Dad go to go on, like, the Southwest road trip or something like that? Honestly, they're the only difficulties that really come up pretty frequently are, like, uh, 
indecisiveness about what it is that we want to do. Yeah. Because I think, like, you, me, and Dad are all kind of people that want to get out of everybody's way whenever we don't have somewhere we need to be. Yeah. And so if there isn't, like, something specific that we're trying to do at any point in time, we have this tendency to just kind of let things kind of just, like, keep on... Like, oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, like, we might do something. Uh, well, it's 8 o'clock already. Should we go get dinner? Uh, I don't know. And, like, normally we can come to a decision after a while, and it doesn't go, like, super terrible long. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at you look at fly fishing in Yellowstone, for instance. Yeah. <clears throat> Only recently have I even begun to brought this, bring this up again. Yeah. Um, but, like, we spent hours in Yellowstone attempting to fly fish with the best of them. Uh, I'd never even done it before, and Ethan was like a two-timer. Yeah. And uh, it was super terrible for me. <laughs> I like gave up almost instantaneously, and Ethan like, <laughs> oh, are they, uh, are, they, are they making any waves over there? Is that where I need to be throwing? <laughs> Just talking to everyone he could see. Is like, I I want to be with you. Yep. And I, I just could I couldn't bring myself to say like, dude, let's just let's just go walk around somewhere. Let's just go on a hike, please. Yeah. I'll take that insult on fly fishing. You know those might be. It was definitely harder than uh, fishing in a stocked river in Missouri. A thousand times harder. Yep. If not 2,000 times harder. Respect fly fishermen. That's the moral of, the, of this story. Yeah. Pretty badass. Okay. Third question here. What is your biggest piece of advice for families traveling together? Um, I think my biggest piece of advice is don't lose sight of the fact that you're with your family. I think the one thing that universally calms me or any of us kids down is when the parents, the parents treat us like we really are more important than the other people around, and not in a, like a selfish way, but in a respect type of way. Like yeah, when they when they treat you like they know who you are and they know that this isn't something that like is tantamount to who you are you can really start to see that, like, if your kid is acting up, if they're doing something that you don't like, and you start treating them as a person, even if maybe not as an adult person, but just as a person who has personality traits that you know and love, it really gets through to them when all these people around aren't getting the same kind of treatment because it kind of brings them back in to realize that this is meant to be a, a communal experience with your family, not yeah. your own like personal joyride through Disney World or not your it's not your flow trip, it's your family's flow trip. It's not your road trip, it's your family's road trip. Yeah. So it's like making them making them realize that and then enjoy it as well. I mean if if they are understanding of that, but they refuse to accept the fact that it, there may be something to get out of it, that can be an incredibly difficult thing to overcome. And I would say that maybe you should have asked them a little bit more beforehand what it is they wanted to do on vacation, 
So there's some preemptive stuff that you probably take care of. Make sure everyone's going to be interested in doing what you're trying to do. So I guess that's that's my those are my two biggest pieces of advice. Make sure that your kids know what they're getting into and that they want to be getting into it. Mm -hmm. And then make sure that they also know that this is this is about everybody doing it together, not just about them doing it for themselves. Perfect. Write that down. Real life advice from Noah. All right. So the final question, and I hope your answer involves me somehow. What is your favorite travel memory with your family? Hmm. All right, I think I want to do, can I do two? Is that okay? You can do two. You can do two. That works. So I think uh, my favorite travel memory with you, since you were, okay. you were so kind to prime this all. And right. It better include me. Uh, my, I didn't say that. My favorite travel memory with you was honestly probably uh, when we climbed Mount Washburn in uh, Yellowstone, which I'm super stoked to do again. Yeah, uh, the trails actually closed. I'm super stoked to uh, do that illegally. <laughs> um, we we'll talk about it later. Uh. But yeah, like we had tried to do this this uh, same hike a few times in a row, and the weather was just never in our favor. We got stormed off the mountain. Yeah. And basically, this this third time, it was like we were getting pretty close to calling it for Yellowstone, moving on to Grand Tetons, and um, we started hiking up. And I mean, Ethan is just like a bat out of hell, like nonstop. Like, we, we hit these switchbacks without having stopped at all, and I'm, like, trying to take a break every three switchbacks, and he's just like, nope, we're going. Like, we will not stop till we're at the top, and we get there, and, like, we're both pretty pretty freaking tired, and yeah. I, like, go and take a dump on top of this mountain, which felt, felt amazing, uh, and it turns out, like, Ethan's heels are bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> he actually tore his... <laughs> He tore his heels open uh, from hiking too fast. Yeah. And now, uh, I mean, like, we were up there, and we could see, like, the storm around us, the clouds. I mean, it was it was something else. And I think just that sense of, like, this was something that we got to do after, like, being told that we couldn't, basically, by the weather. And on top of that, I mean, we had tried fly fishing, Last time we were in Yellowstone, we had talked to some rangers about backpacking while we were in Yellowstone. That also didn't go super well. They told us, definitely don't try it with the type of experience that we had then. And so getting yeah. getting to actually complete Mount Washburn was huge. Yeah. Yeah, that was a monumental thing since it just, like, kept not going in our favor whatsoever. Right. Yeah, and that was an epic moment. And I swear I saw an animated tree on the trail. It <laughs> legitimately looked like someone had taken like graphics right out of World of Warcraft or something and just planted a tree on the trail. We didn't take any drugs before the hike. Yeah, no drugs. There that, was no drugs. that was just euphoria. Family friendly. Yep. I don't know if it was euphoria. <laughs> I just thought the tree looked way too purple to be real. Mm -hmm. 
But well, uh, I appreciate that being your number one favorite memory. What's your number two? Oh wow! <laughs> See, he's ranking them already. Yeah. Are we still? We're still. I think we're still live. Hey, dude! Yeah, I'm wow. keeping that in there. That's gonna be crazy. And you said a no-no word. I'm yeah, so funny. proud of you, dude. I continue. My entire monitor just fell. Oh, is that a crack? Yeah, I hope it's not a crack. No, it's just like a. Is it? No, no, it's very rub offable. Need to get some spit there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Technical difficulties. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it on though. You know, it adds character to the recording for sure, and not just because he's a lazy editor. Um, so I'd say my favorite, like full on. Uh, family vacation memory. It was probably when we went to Boston without Ethan. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, we make that joke all the time. Me, my sisters, my mom, my dad all went to Boston, uh, and Ethan could not attend. Because <laughs> where were you? Were you in a like, uh, freaking what is that island in Texas? Um. No, that wasn't it, but I can't remember where. I think I was just still in school, okay. and you guys were on spring break. Yeah, he was in school, and we were all on spring break, so he kind of got the short end of the stick. But my real favorite, like, full-on family mem memory is probably um, one of these times that we've been down to the East Coast and been to a beach, because, like, the last two times we've been North Carolina or Florida, I mean, it was, it was just a very relaxed, very um, fun community, like, I guess, center vacation. Like, it was very much like we, we all just got to hang out for the most part together, and it didn't feel like a terrible time. Like, you didn't, you weren't like, oh, man, like, my family's keeping me away from the thing that I want to be doing. Like, you were like, man, I really just am loving, like, hanging out with my family right now. Yeah. And that, that type of vacation is just, like... I don't know, it's beyond cool. So, like, probably my favorite part of the last vacation we took to Sarasota, Florida, um, was when Ethan couldn't brew coffee. Fuck. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan actually, uh, so Ethan was brewing coffee in the mornings before I got up, and uh, he would put just a little too much coffee grounds into the coffee. And what would ultimately happen is people towards the end, and by the end I mean the bottom half of the coffee pot, uh, were getting a lot of grounds with their coffee. And it actually became such a big deal that one day I got back from doing hot yoga in the morning, and like my family's just like, no, you're responsible for brewing the coffee now. Ethan, Ethan keeps getting grounds in the coffee. And like, I, got, I just like went over to examine the coffee maker. And I just tortured Ethan. I like, I like, was like, hey, like, you should come over here and check this out and see what you did wrong. And he just got super upset to the point that he actually threw an entire mug of coffee at me. There's more to the story, but we don't need to go into it. Basically, I was in the right though. But um, but what the reason, the real reason why that's my one of my favorite memories is because it was this really funny thing, and we all got to like have fun like kind of playing the joke but then immediately afterwards Ethan and I were able to make up and like it wasn't this like terrible like if that had been five years ago 
and a similar situation had happened where Ethan and I were pitted against each other in some competitive way, and there was this, like, like outside perspective on it other than our own perspectives on it. Either side, saying that either side was going to, like, win win some kind of bet or competition. Yeah. It would have gone so terribly. We would have probably, like, actually brawled with one another. Probably. So it's one of my it's one of my favorite vacation memories because it just shows like how far we've come as a family and I guess like how how easy it can be to just enjoy time with your loved ones. Like people really, really think that it's this difficult thing from the get go and if you just let it be what it's supposed to be, it can it can blow your mind, to be honest. Yeah. For sure. It is a beautiful thing, and traveling family is uh, one of the luckiest things about our life, that's for sure. Um, all right, well, that's the end of my questions. Is there anything else you want to say on the topic? Um, I guess, like, what, what, where would you like to see our family go? Like, I feel like we have our, like, normal vacation spots, and I think I don't think that's going to change. Okay. Location, location, location. Like, Mom wants to go to Ireland next summer, but that's, like... Yeah. That's her specifically trying to go to Ireland because she wants to go to Ireland. Like, where would you want to take our family? It's a good question. Um, I think the answer's obvious. What? Hawaii. Oh yeah, Hawaii would be a good one. But we've already been there. Somewhere that I want to go that we, we I, you know, I think like um, we went to Hawaii with what amounted to literal people as anchors. Literal. I mean, literal anchors as people. Yeah. Yeah, but I would say, I think like Iceland or so. You know. Uh, like, a place like that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be pretty cool. I've heard a lot of good things about Iceland, plus the secret life of Walter Mill. Uh, in my mind, that is a uh, good pick because it's got a lot of wild to it, but it's also not... It doesn't seem to be, I, I can't say for sure, but it doesn't seem to be an incredibly intense place. Yeah, you know, I think I'd also like to go to Eleuthera. Yeah. I think Mom and Dad would love to show us around Eleuthera. Yeah, true. Is that, is that your answer? Um, my answer is taking the girls to Alaska. Oh, yeah. Because I know that you, Dad, and I all love it. Yeah. But the girls have this stupid, like, idea of what Alaska is like. It's true. It's very, very far off, I think, from the mark. Yeah. And I would love to take them there just for the, uh, just to shatter their reality. <laughs> just. <laughs> the most intense reason ever for a family vacation. I want you to realize the world is a different place. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're a wizard, Harry. All right. Well, I think that is a, uh. Perfect place to wrap it up. Noah, love you and appreciate you coming on today. I apologize in advance for the um, part where my computer monitor fell. I need to investigate that because it's happened like three times now. So 
I'll try and edit it out best I can. I won't be lazy about it. So thank you guys for stopping by the Humble Adventures podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find, what's your Instagram, Noah? Uh, my Instagram is noahd.essig, I think. Okay, at noahd.essig. As always, you can find me at underscore Humble Adventures on Instagram, humbleadventures.blog on the web, and then just Humble Adventures on Twitter and Facebook. So, thanks again. Have a good one. If I can get my mouse to the... I'll definitely have to edit that last one.